0: Hello and welcome to Who Watches Who, a Doctor Who podcast, with me, Matthew, and as always, I am joined by...
1: Hello.
0: <laughs> who's, this?
2: <laughs> hello. who's this? Who's this person? <laughs> it's hello? He- hello. It's,
0: hello. It's Scott. Uh, it is the end of the month somehow already, and we are... At the end of the month means the monthly news roundup. So we're going to be looking at over the all. The, I'm so tired. All the Doctor Who news that's come out in this past month, which has been uh, interesting, interesting month for Doctor Who news. Russell the Davis just can't help himself, can he? Just I was like, I'm done announcing stuff until next year, and then comes out with another announcement. Okay, that's it, and then another announcement. <laughs> then he's like giving an interview about how he's not giving any more announcements while an announcement be happens fair, behind him.
1: He only did one announcement this month. Yeah, which which is isn't bad, only because um, this guy. This nameless dude that I mean, we will get into in a second is filming on the streets of London, or was. I don't know where he is at the moment. I don't know where we're filming at the <laughs> We've moment. We've got to go but... find him. Where's John? We were in Bristol, weren't we?
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah.
1: Eh, it's all about the same in England, isn't it? <laughs>
0: Basically, what I, you know, uh, yeah. Let's 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 jump into it, shall we? So, Scott, who was this mysterious person that Russell the Davis so? Easily teased with uh, his his cryptic posts on Instagram.
1: What was it this time again? It was it just was two hearts
0: uh, and the diamond again. It was a diamond, yeah. Because for the sixtieth.
1: You know, they could have he, he could have tied it into how I met your mother. You know, because obviously it's Neil Patrick Harris. He could have
0: done like a high five.
1: <laughs> or a suit.
0: Or a suit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or,
1: or tied into his character, who is the toy maker
0: maybe that's the big rumor uh and by big rumor i mean basically confirmed by all the sets is that he's the toy maker which is not a villain that i am aware of or i mean it'll be a villain that i I come up soon in my doctor who rewatch when i eventually get back into that because it's a first doctor villain isn't it
1: no you won't because three of those four episodes are missing and aren't on breakbox so awesome you're out of luck well Uh, i'll never watch it again (laughs) basically he's squid game but doctor who oh so. That that uh, explains it all. <laughs>
0: he's the entirety of, like, the whole show? Yeah. So he's Saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris t- joins Doctor Who. Emmy and Tony Award-winning actor and comedian Neil Padraig Harris joins the cast of Doctor Who. I, I just read that. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, American star of stage and screen, has just joined the cast of Doctor Who. <laughs> you really should like proofread to this stuff, before you <laughs> read it
0: out loud, you know? Because you've
1: just read the headline
0: three times. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm reading Doctor TV and just providing the same information. Yeah,
0: they have to hit a word count, you know.
1: He is currently filming scenes. Well, he was filming scenes because he's not filming scenes anymore. But he is currently filming scenes set to air in 2023 as part of the show's 60th anniversary. Uh, Russell T. Davis, showrunner, said, It's my huge honor to open our studio doors for a mighty Neil Harris. But who? Why? What is he playing? You'll just have to wait. But I promise you, the stuff we're shooting now is off the scale doctor beware so uh
0: you know i i don't know about you but when this was announced i kicked myself and went oh my god of course of course he's in it because (laughs) russell the davis much like uh chris chibnall very much likes working with people he's already worked with before uh and neil patrick harris very prominent in It's a Sin episode one uh, as a guest star, you know. Yeah, just uh,
1: episode one. I haven't seen the show.
0: Uh, well, he could be in other episodes. I've only seen episode one personally. I haven't watched any episodes after that <laughs> because there's too many TV shows. But he's in episode one. I know that for a fact because I've seen it. Uh, but. And, of course, he's going to be in Doctor Who because Russell the Davis just likes working with people he's worked with before. Uh, I was like, how did we not see this coming? How did nobody ever think, oh, yeah, he's going to be in the show? Uh, maybe it's because he's American or maybe Canadian or something. Uh, yeah, he's American. He's you know, American. And, and whenever I'm thinking Doctor Who, never once am I thinking, ooh, what Americans are going to be in it? You know, it's, it's a very British show.
1: Uh, yeah, this is a huge get for Doctor, you know. Because obviously you need a big name attached to the 60th anniversary. Also, we still have uh, David Tennant and Catherine Tate was a huge names in Doctor Universe, but I don't think. Yeah, Neil people. Patrick
0: Harris is a big, big star. Uh, yeah,
1: it, I think it will get more people in. To watch it's gonna Doctor be.
0: Who. I'm not ready for more people to start watching Doctor Who again. <laughs> you know, because that? I, I just I. I'm not ready for their opinions on the show. Uh, more I, I more don't wanna...
1: people watching Doctor Who means more people listening to us, my dude.
0: Yeah, I know, but I don't. I sh- <laughs> stay away. You know. Uh, now I'll be good. Uh, I, more people watching Doctor Who is always for the benefit, even if they do have bad opinions. But y- um, you know,
1: Russell T. Davis is writing it, and he's he's not woke. He's not woke at all. You watch any of his programs or anything like that? There's yeah. No, there's no politics. There's nothing. It's just yeah. all now.
0: Gay as folk was like <laughs> straight down the middle. Uh, really played all across the country and never once tried to push the boundaries of, uh, you know what could be acceptable on TV and what like push our standards. You know, it's a very safe choice. Russell T Davis. You know, never it's rocks a- the boat. Never rocks the boat.
1: It's amazing that people out there still think Russell T Davis was never woke. But you know, the Slovene two-parter in series one wasn't about the right War rock and shit like that. Like, it's really? like uh, you
0: know, it's people are dumb and think <laughs> politics was only invented about two years ago.
1: Uh, it was invented in 2016. Let's be real.
0: D- yeah, that is true. That is when politics was invented. And I think black people, if I'm to yeah. to understand the, what people think, um, you know, it's 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 just ridiculous, really, isn't it? You know, there's this meme going on at the moment in the star wars prequel community on reddit about you know star wars not being political as it just plays scenes of the senate you know it's like yeah star wars has never been political
1: Star Wars literally have a group of characters called stormtroopers. There
0: was literally (laughs) right. There was somebody was saying that Episode Four is an analogy for the Vietnam War, and somebody comment is like, "That's ridiculous, unless the Americans are the Empire." And it was like, "Oh, you're you're so close to hitting the nail on the head there." (laughs) (laughs)
1: Dude, I've seen people call the casting of Neil Patrick Harris woke just because he's a gay man. Yeah, wait till they find
0: out about Russell T. Davis. (laughs) That's going (sighs) to...
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's not because Neil Patrick Harris is a very talented actor or a musician or anything like that. or because yeah, he's, he's know, gay. He's an, a, an A-list gay. star
0: who was just in a Matrix movie, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> he was in a hit sitcom for like ten years, and yeah. uh, you know, and
1: Doogie Howser lasted. Like, yeah, he's been how a star, years?
0: a star since he was a kid. Like. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And he was in yeah. all the um, Harold, and, Harold and Kumar movies, which were yeah. really fun.
0: Yeah, no, that's, this is a classic case of nepotism if I've ever seen yeah. it. No talent in uh,
1: <laughs> at all. Uh, but Neil Patrick Harris on Twitter says, My current gig never looked more dashing. Thank you for inviting me into your we- Hooniverse. I almost said Whedonverse for some reason. You no know, Joss Whedon. <laughs>
0: why, why would you Why would you ever <laughs> want to talk about Joss Whedon? He's a black mark. You know? <laughs>
1: Um he says I'll try my hardest to do my worst. This is, this doctor has no idea what's in store and even if he does, who cares? Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha.
0: <laughs> okay. So he said this doctor and not these doctors. Yeah, and so this this doctors just David Tennant that we've seen. Yeah. No, not shooty. And mm-hmm. So
1: David Tennant has been shooting for like five or six weeks at this point. There's no sign and of shooting Nobody And
0: nobody else has been seen outside. Yeah. You know, unless Shooty got was like confined to his TARDIS. For, uh, while David Tennant runs around the streets. Um, it's looking like Joji's going to regenerate into David Tennant. Every day I get a little bit more believing that that's true, you know.
1: Yeah, which... If Neil Patrick Harris is playing the Toymaker, some argument could be made that he's altering reality, this is a new universe, this is not the Doctor we know, this is an alternative Doctor, maybe. It could be, I feel
0: like having your first episode back as showrunner be uh hey it was all a dream universe anyway here's the real doctor at the end it's kind of a cop like it's it's kind of a cop out you know to get people back to watch david Tennant and then be like and it was all a dream Mm. uh you know even if it is like this multiverse thing uh i I feel like i'd be a bit weird
1: at the same time i don't i don't feel right about you know going backwards in the character of donna you know if Last time we left her, if she remembers the doctor, her mind is going to explode. I I don't like the idea of all of a sudden, oh, yeah, she, she can totally meet the doctor now. Okay yeah. and she and she named her daughter Rose and I mean that.
0: you know that'll be explained for me the big the big hard bit is still Jodie regenerating into David Tennant and just the context what that means for the outside of the show within the universe it has some precedent you know if you think about like the caretaker and stuff oh you'll revisit a few old faces but just the favorites uh you know like so there has that precedent for it to to for it to actually happen in canon it's more the outside view of oh cool Matt Smith Capaldi and Jodie Whittaker no longer canon, don't need to worry about that, you know, mm. which I don't like.
1: We will see what happens. But, um, speaking of uh, Neil Patrick Harris, what do you think of his outfit? Because I think it looks, great. I love it,
0: I think it's great, yeah. Uh,
2: it's and yeah,
1: it's... obviously, we're we're like 99.99999% certain he is the toy maker because you know, it, 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 the set has the greatest toy maker signs, there's a toy shop. And he has, like, those little, like, tweezers toy makers have, you know?
0: Yeah, and uh, we've also, in, in, in more Neil Patrick Harris news, we've seen him dressed in two outfits. One is this tinkerer-looking, like, toy shop owner-looking outfit. And the other is kind of dressed like he's going to a funeral with black makeup on. And he's dancing through the streets and as chaos reigns around him. And that that was just very cool.
1: Those those images and clips on Twitter of him dancing through his streets remind me a lot of a Joker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh I'm 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 very much I'm
0: so interested to see what the sixtieth anniversary is gonna be and I always keep forgetting that we actually have the centenary special still coming up. We still yeah. have a whole a whole episode of Doctor Who that nobody's yeah. talking about. Nobody ha- there's not been any adverts, no teasers while well, Neopla- well, you know, Russell T. Davis is out here it's like getting Doctor Who more hype than ever.
1: Yeah. And he's not really doing anything other than actually just filming shit. Out of he's public. just letting
0: people, he's just being like, oh, by the way, Doctor Who's still about. And people are like, oh my God, that's so cool. You know? <laughs> I,
1: I, I do love how Neil Patrick Harris was announced and everybody was speculating. Is he, is he the Valleyard? Is he a new master or something? And the next day people were actually allowed to go on set and just look around. Oh, there's a toy shop over there. Oh, there's a sign that says the greatest toy maker. It's the toy maker which is like a great way of like it's it's not intentional but it's like fans just looking for clues which is yeah. really fun it's, it creates a conversation and theories already and, we're, yeah. and we haven't even seen the proper image of this since m 65th anniversary yet
0: yeah i know no official like on like screen grabs from any of the k- rushes or anything just just selfies and camera footage and phone footage uh which is interesting but we've not to be fair we've only seen one trailer for the centenary special yeah. i'm not even sure it's real uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah this is this is going to come out in october so that's three months away i think i can't marketing, believe october's three months away what the hell I, I feel like marketing should start soonish but i know it if won't. we learned
0: anything from <laughs> flux it's like two weeks before it airs that's when it comes
1: Oh yeah, well, well. No, the marketing starts when all the social media websites Deletes just go itself. down. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works nowadays. For some reason, to promote yourself, you have to get rid of everything. You know,
0: I hope that when they do start promoting it, Russell T Davis actually does like post out some posts on Instagram about it because, uh, you know, I don't even think Chibnall has social media. Uh, yeah. Whereas Russell T Davis much more active and has a following and could bring eyes to it like oh you better you definitely want to watch this centenary special it was written by my great friend chris chibnall but even
1: then even then it'll be like oh yeah make sure you watch for cliffhanger because yeah watch this uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: watch for my doctor coming back that's going to (laughs) be exciting you know yeah.
1: But yeah, uh, the centenary special is out of my mind at the moment. As is the obviously, Shutey got for the fourteenth Doctor. I haven't thought of him that much since he was announced because also we've just seen David Tennant running around the place.
0: Yeah, the, and the hard... The, yeah, because we've seen David Tennant so much, I forget about Shooty. And, you know, we've not had too much teases with Shooty. You know, we've not seen him in his outfit. We've not no. seen any promotional photos with him. Because he's not the doctor yet. He's going to be the doctor after David Tennant. Uh, is he Is he off filming Gar... Uh,
1: Garfield? Um, yeah. I mean, Barbie. <laughs> uh,
0: Maybe. I think he was maybe on holiday the other day. I, I saw, like, a... Okay. a, a post come up and he was way off on holiday he's either
1: filming barbie or sex education i presume his product the production of his episodes of doctor who will begin soon i hope we see his costume it could
0: be it could be that the 60th anniversary is like two and a half hours long and david tennant is just like a small part of it and it's like you're like flashing through history where the toy maker had attacked at certain points or you're going like through like here's mini stories with the doctor or the here's one where he defeated the toy maker and neil patrick harris is like a cameo you know more than the overarching villain and the overarching villain is actually beep the meep you know oh
1: yeah beep the meep we knew it was coming that's
0: that's what I. That's, our our
1: favorite character beat the meat. I
0: I I don't know if anybody knows knew it was coming. Like three people that read the comic <laughs> knew it was coming, and two of those people wrote it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to click on this link, Scott. Which link? The one that's the Daily Mail. Uh, that's that's
1: where it came from, baby.
0: That's gross. You click it. I don't want to click it.
1: <laughs> They're not getting my cookies. <laughs> Uh, Doctor Who villain Beep the Meep is set to make its show debut alongside the Wrath Warriors when David Tennant returns his Time Lord for his show's 60th anniversary next year villain Beep the Meep, an alien which looks like a fluffy rodent is set to battle the Doctor in the upcoming new episodes episodes plural a source told the Mirror younger viewers will love Beep he appears to be meek and cute but he is as deadly as Dalek or a Cyberman um, uh, David Fifty One was spotted filming with his co-stars in the streets of Cardiff this week, with the actor sitting next to a fluffy creature in a car. <laughs> uh, the Madison Ralph warriors were also set to appear when the sci-fi series returns next year. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, beep meep. I I I I don't know if it's true. Well, one
0: take it with like the biggest mouthful of salt as possible, because this is being reported by the Daily Mail. Uh, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Have you seen the set images of them on I have not. The set? I've not. It's on. It's in the docs. It's like the last one of this story. Okay. And I'm telling you, these look a lot like the Wrath Warriors and Beep the Meat, or Meat Beep the Meat. Yes, I get confused. I think that is beep like a
0: hundred percent Beep the Meat. My God, <laughs> that even the, yeah, that that those those Wrath Warriors look amazing, but they look exactly like, the the drawings, and that Beep the Meep looks like Beep the Meep. He looks like this big, fut, cuddly furball thing, you know? It's like somebody made a gremlin big. Uh, so, yeah, Beep so, the Meep. Yeah. Beep the Meep confirmed. That's 100% confirmed.
1: Yeah, that- these characters were introduced in the comics in, like, the 90s, during the Wilderness era, and nobody fought of them since the 90s in the Wilderness era. And, yeah, very strange to yeah, bring them no. back, but it's- exciting as well it's like the first comic book characters can we have frobisher the penguin <laughs> you know the shape-shifting alien who just loves to be a penguin
0: yeah yeah it's gotta be it's gotta be uh i like the idea of the comics pulling into the canon a lot more because one that makes me kind of want to start reading the comics because you know it's the one thing that's always put me off reading the comics is there's too much doctor who already and this isn't canon so i'm not gonna bother with it you know yeah, no.
1: yeah. I haven't read much of the comics either, apart from the time when I was doing research for K9 and I was looking for issues of Doctor Who magazine and I shared an image of Tom Baker with you. It turned out that comic book actually has Beep the Meep, so I'm going to read a synopsis of that comic and tell tell me if it makes sense. Tell me if it's not the craziest idea ever. Beep was playing Galactic Police when he activated a dimensional warp, sucking him, Beep Doctor and Izzy Sinclair into a parallel universe, where they arrive at the BBC Television Centre. Beep planned to use raw Black Star energy to enslave humanity and ultimately the, the galaxy. Although Beep captured the Doctor, Izzy recruited Tom Baker to act as a distraction long enough for her to reprogram Beep's machines. And defeat him. The authorities then took him away to a zoo.
0: What if, <laughs> so, Okay. One that's great, but what if, Scott, and this is a wild theory right now, what if David Tennant isn't playing the Doctor? What if David Tennant is playing David Tennant playing the Doctor?
1: Yeah, that could tie in, you know.
0: Oh, you know, what if, what if he is... They're just remaking the comic, but having David Tennant instead of Tom Baker.
1: You know, David Tennant is warped into a reality where he is like, um, what's that fucking movie? It's like Star Trek, Galaxy Quest, you know? No, oh,
0: I love Galaxy Quest, great movie. And we're um, just
1: warped into a reality where all this is yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, it's just he's like, uh, yeah. but I'm just, a, I'm just a TV character. Yeah, he's a, I'm just, <laughs> he uh, I'm just. David Tennant. He runs, <laughs> he runs into Donna and the Cybermen and the Daleks, and he's like, "What mm-hmm. the fuck is going on?" Here? Yeah, and that's why he
0: looks so confused when he's holding the Sonic screwdriver in that one set <laughs> image we got. You know, is because he's he's actually David Tennant in the world of Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> see if that's actually true. That's gonna be the weirdest episode <laughs> of Doctor Who for people to watch. Like, it's gonna be such a strange part of the canon.
1: I'd I'd be on all, all board on it. You know, I I love meta comedy like that.
0: Yeah. It would be such a weird first episode for uh, <laughs> Russell T. Davis to come back to in a weird 60th anniversary. But just weird enough that it would pass for a 60th anniversary, you know? Yes. Doctor Who anniversaries need to be big and wild.
1: And it needs to be self-referential, you know? Mm-hmm. David Tennant could be going around being like, this show's a bit shit, actually. <laughs> Man, the special these... effects don't hold up.
0: These, these aliens look like they're just wearing costumes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like...
1: But yeah, Beat Me from Ralph Warriors are coming to the 60th anniversary, which is... 100%.
0: And it's possibly more than one episode, if you're to believe what yeah. the Daily That could just be a typo and the Daily Mail didn't fix it, uh, which I would not be surprised by. Uh, but maybe more than one episode, which I could see. You could have multiple episodes spanning across with different Doctors.
1: Yeah. We know there's at least three specials from the leaked rumors, which obviously came out as leaks. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: God, what an exciting I, time for Doctor Who! I, I, I don't it. know.
1: I don't know if two of them are going to be David Tennant, and the third one is going to be Shooty Gatwa. We yeah. don't know at the moment. And
0: so. there's there's also heavy rumors about Matt Smith and Capaldi coming back as well. Uh, yeah,
1: uh, Matt Smith and Capaldi were in London, but I mm-hmm. think Capaldi is filming a TV show in London, so he's not some on board yeah for Doctor Who. Not yet. And, not and not I think yet. I think Matt Smith just lives in London, so yeah.
0: And he got a haircut, which was <laughs> uh, confirmation that he's coming back. Yeah, the thing to is, with use. Matt
1: Smith's hair, he always has the hair of the eleventh Doctor. It's not like it's, he just yeah. got hair no, to look no, like the eleventh? He doesn't
0: 11th have the hair of the eleventh Doctor. <laughs> the eleventh Doctor just has his hair. He just, they didn't yeah. style it. They just kept his hair the same. You know? uh,
1: yeah, I think I think people overreach when it comes to all these theories and shit like that. But yeah, Beep the Meep from Warfare. Were I'm so excited for warriors. Beep the
0: Meep. That's so weird. It's such a weird... I'm so excited and for it.
1: You've heard Beep the Meep's song. That was yeah, I have. A, it is release. an amazing it's, song. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a part of a song where you feed a dog in a blender. Yeah, it's, you, it's great.
0: you should definitely search up the Beep the Meep song and listen to it if you haven't already. I'd include a clip, but songs get copyrighted like nobody's business. Uh, so you should definitely go and go and look it up
1: yeah and you know what else we should look up what you want to you want to take this since i've been doing all the reading
0: yeah in other news we have got a new starting point to get on board with paul mcgann's doctor the eighth doctor adventures hell yeah i mean or you could do what i'm doing and just go way back to his like first ever adventure and listen to it canonically but the Eighth Doctor Adventures enters a new era of standalone stories to land later this year. Following a decade of continuous adventures, the two new box sets, What Lies Inside and Connections, will have a November and December release respectively. Joining Paul McGann in the TARDIS is the brilliant Nicola Water uh, from The Split and Unforgotten as Liv Jenka, and Hattie Morahan from Enola Holmes and Beauty and the Beast as Helen Sinclair. Doctor Who The Eighth Doctor Adventures, What Lies Inside and Connections are each available to pre-order, yada yada yada. Oh, only £20. That, that's not too bad for a title. Uh, the two exciting stories for What Lies Inside are Paradox of the Daleks by John Dorney and The Dolby Spook by Lauren Mooney and Stuart Pringle. What a nice. name. <laughs> what a name. And then in connection, you have three stories with Here Lies Drax by John Dorney, The Love Vampires by James Kettle, and Ab- Albie's Angels by Roy Gill. Uh,. Producer David Richardson said that it's a new start for the 8th Doctor. After 10 years of long-form, interconnected storytelling, the range begins again with standalone stories. Each box set can be enjoyed in isolation. It begins sometime after the ending of Stranded, and at the same time, sometime before it. If you've heard that final episode, you will understand. And there are battles to fight, people to save, and enemies to defeat. Some will be familiar, yet many will be new. There are so many stories yet to tell in the 8th Doctor range uh which is super super exciting one because it's more eighth doctor stories which i discovered uh he has produced big finish every year since the since they started coming out and has not taken a year off
1: basically since 2001 i think he jumped on board yeah
0: he is he 20 years he's been doing big finish every year without a break what a man best doctor (laughs) the best doctor Paul McGann. um And yeah, you jumping on point where they were like, hey, 10 years of canonical storytelling where you have to listen to it in order seems like a lot. Maybe we should stop.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because the last 16 box sets for the of Doctor was all connected telling one story. And every time we came across it when we were looking at what's coming out next month, we're like, I, this sounds great but i have no idea what's going on we we can't read we can't listen to this it's yeah cause
0: all... you have to go back to so many to listen to them yeah. it's just it's it's almost overwhelming but i love that he's still making them maybe we would review one of the box sets when they release maybe. maybe maybe you know i've been wanting more i want more Paul McGann in my life when's and the it, first one out november nice so you know we we might have a slot to slip that in somewhere uh yeah, you know, i i i enjoy i just want more paul mcgann i just he's i love him so much he's such a good doctor the guy
1: the guy is like 62 and he looks amazing
0: uh, uh, I, I i just i want him in the 60th anniversary god damn it i if i want i want jody to regenerate into him <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah he needs to come back at some point because you know the general audience only know him for the tv movie as you know movie was shit and we're not going to bother watching that because it doesn't really connect to new who it doesn't really connect to old who. so yeah but in reality the it.
0: movie's amazing and connects both of them perfectly <laughs>
1: like yeah i got you can listen to our podcast in the movie where we discovered doctor who movie is actually pretty decent
0: mm-hmm. It's it's so good so good love it
1: <sighs> but yeah more eighth doctor stories and we're starting at a good starting point I, i'll probably listen to this i'm all on board and our next story is... It's,
0: it's not loading for me. Is it not? No, it's just a white page.
1: Well, yep, it's it is for me.
0: Just a white page. So you read it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Verity Lambert, TV legend, Doctor Who producer, honored with a blue plaque. Oh, I've got a weird pop-up. <laughs> Love Radio Times.
0: Great website.
1: <laughs> uh, I think it's telling me to complete a survey? No yeah. thanks. <laughs> Uh, Warris Hussein and Stephen Moffat unveiled a plaque together at Riverside Studios in London. Uh, some major names in the history of British television gathered on Sunday, 29th of May, to honour the pioneering producer, Verity Lambert, as Doctor Who's very first director, Warris Hussein and former showrunner Stephen Moffat, jointly unveiled a blue plaque on the wall of Riverside Studios in Hammersmith. As the first ever female producer in the BBC drama department, verity made a name for herself launching doctor who in 1963 across a long and prestigious career she produced dozens of successful and fondly remembered programs such as take three girls budgie and and a whole hell of other things she died in 2007 Hmm. and this is like the second time we had to unveil the plaque um it was uh, it was previously unveiled in 2014 However, Riverside closed shortly afterwards for redevelop- redevelopment and it reopened in 2019 but had hardly got up and running before the pandemic hit. So they're doing it again and well deserved because we wouldn't be here talking about Doctor Who without her.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what a nightmare setting that thing up sounds like. Do not envy that job. And
1: what a nightmare being like the only female producer in television in the 60s. Oh yes. yeah,
0: I'm sure she had to deal with a lot.
1: <laughs> like it like uh the docudrama an adventure in space and time is a good docudrama because it really goes into how unfair she had it and that was kind of watered down as well so yeah. i can't imagine how much worse how it how been.
0: how worse it was in real life yeah yeah but, but yeah she persevered and she's made a name for herself okay shall we move into big finish it's a very quiet month for big finish oh boy yes. there's only five releases Doctor Who, Emancipation, of the Daleks. Uh, Bill Potts has an unexpected visitor, another Bill Potts from 20 years in the future. Bill summons the Doctor, who confirms that the other Bill is the genuine article. She has come to see her younger self for a reason, but she can't say what it is without creating a paradox moments later the TARDIS cloister bell sounds a damaged Dalek war saucer is traveling back through the time vortex on a collision course the doctor dematerializes the TARDIS to avoid it only to cause the spaceship to crash land in earth's recent past when it rematerializes the TARDIS is now in a world altered beyond recognition the city of Bristol has been reduced to rubble save for an interstellar rocket construction site and a top security research complex the complex is guarded by robo men and flying security drones piloted by Dalek mutants the doctor quickly realizes what's happened. History has been changed and the Daleks have conquered the earth, enslaving the human race. He couldn't be more wrong, and Bill's about to discover that her past, present, and future are no longer her own. Okay, I have a few thoughts immediately. Um yes. The the sentence the complex is guarded by Robo men and flying security drones. What what does that remind you of, Scott? What sort of thing have we seen in Doctor Who? recently that has RoboMan guards and flying drones.
1: I'm trying to think of what you could possibly mean. <laughs> I don't know.
0: You know, it's a sort of K9
1: experience. Oh, okay, you're thinking
0: of K9. That's I'm thinking right. of Kn how could you the Robo and K9, the RoboCops, you know? You are right, you know, <laughs>
1: I forgot all about K9.
0: I was I reading did. that and I was like, Capaldi falls into the K9 universe?
1: What? <laughs> that would be a wild twist, but That would yeah, be. This is a seven hour book. Are you gonna pick oh it oh up? Oh
0: my god, no, I'm not gonna pick it up. Uh what I <laughs> seven hours, oh my god. Uh what I'm interested in with it is canonically it doesn't seem to make sense. How can Bill meet herself from twenty years in the future because she's off traveling space with a puddle and she's like dead?
1: But also, this is apparently another universe where the Daleks has achieved victory, so maybe this is a twin planet?
0: Maybe. Uh, I'm not going to pick it up. It's cool that it exists. It sounds like a fun sci-fi story, Uh, and I like Capaldi, and Bill. I like more stories with Bill, because we didn't get enough of Bill. She was a really good companion.
1: Yeah, this is an audiobook, and Big Finish are basically the only company putting out books for Doctor Who. They can't actually put out books because they don't own the rights to publish... Paperbacks, so we have to do audio books instead. But yeah, fun. This sounds fun. Yeah. I'm not. It's... I'm not into audio books that much.
0: I'm not into audiobooks at all. I like. Yeah. I like. I like physical books.
1: And it has a neat cover. It really does. Yeah,
0: it's. It's one of their painted ones. Always like a painted cover.
1: Um, our next one is Doctor Who: The Second Doctor Adventures Beyond War Games.
0: Beyond Be- War Games. Oh, this
1: is a really long one. <laughs> Before Earth, before Unit, before Exile, the second Doctor enters into a dangerous bargain in return for his freedom. And we have two stories in this one. The Final Beginning, which sounds like a paradox, uh, by Mark Wright and Nicholas Briggs, which is four parts. Nicholas Briggs just loves to write for every Doctor, basically. Uh, Believing believing he has escaped exile and a change to his appearance by the Time Lords, the Doctor finds himself lost in a snowy, alien world. He is not alone. Prospectors Katrona and Silas are stranded on this nightmare planet, but without this Tardis, the Doctor is powerless to help them. Seeking answers and freedom, the Doctor hopes and sus- the Doctor's hopes and suspicions are aroused when a crashed Tardis is discovered in the snow. Are Katrona and Silas as innocent as we seem? And who is Raven? The young woman who watches from afar, uh, from the, uh, from Disney Channel. That's so even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, long buried secrets are about to be revealed in this icy wasteland, and the Doctor discovers that every end is a terrifying new beginning. And I'll just basically sum up. The second story is Wrath of the Ice Warriors by Andrew Smith, and it's a story with ice warriors, obviously, and the Brigadier. And this is basically set. This is season six. B. This is set after the Doctor, the second Doctor, regenerates into the third Doctor. So it's it's exploring. The secret missions, but Wait, the Doctor so goes on by the Time Lords. Yeah. it's set
0: after the Doctor regenerates.
1: Um, it's like, so basically at the end of Series Six, the Doctor is forced to regenerate, and as Season Seven opens, he collapses outside of his TARDIS. We don't actually see the regeneration. So this is after Season Six.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> but it's the second Doctor adventuring, not yeah. John Pertwee's Doctor.
1: It, it's it's the second Doctor, but basically. But it says it, in the
0: description he's got a new face.
1: The fan theory for years was that when the Time Lords forced him to regenerate, they actually sent him on secret missions. So this is the Doctor doing secret missions, and I think he's like in the middle of regeneration maybe strange
0: well i mean if, if if anything that gives more credit to flux where you know the doctor has gone on many secret missions that, that he doesn't remember
1: and uh, michael troughton is the doctor in this and this is pa- Patrick troughton's son which is he plays he plays the second doctor quite a bit and for a big finish yeah he just did um a multi-doctor story of john uh, john perjury's doctor so which i never picked up but yeah i'm interested in this i'm interested in how it into the canon probably isn't canon but you know
0: yeah yeah uh next up we have got a torchwood story with torchwood restricted items archive entries 31 to 49 what a catchy title uh the restricted items archive is where all the items too dangerous for torchwood are stored yanto jones carefully catalogues each and every one and he always works down there alone only something's not quite right there's a secret in the Restricted Items Archive that won't go ignored any longer. So it's Yanto in a big warehouse doing paperwork? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, yeah, it, this, the, the, it doesn't the, interest me. It doesn't interest me. The cover's just Yanto in a warehouse. You know? It's fine. Like I, under,
1: I understand they're wanting to keep a mystery, but you need to give something a bit more than this, you know?
0: It reminds me, the, the, the way that they're describing the... You know the storage place for all that. Did you ever watch the show? I think it was Warehouse 13. Yes. Yeah, that's that that's what the
1: that show was terrible, but ace. it was it was it
0: was dumb fun. It was a dumb fun show. Uh, but that's that's what that description reminds me of. Just a warehouse full of spooky things for just no real but, reason.
1: That's kind of what Torchwood is in the first place. We always yeah. have these weird alien artifacts lying around the place.
0: Yeah, very true. And sometimes yeah. they turn into Cyberwoman.
1: Yanto Jones just hanging around in a warehouse doesn't interest me. Or, I know I know there's something else going on, but there's nothing to latch on to here. Um, our next one is Wait, it's loading. <laughs> um, B N W one Brave New World's unit. Uh, Brave New wait. You... I'm very confused. It says B BN... N.
0: New... It's Brave New World yeah. Seabird One. It's like unit. Sub-co- okay. Subtitle Brave New World Subtitled Seabour Run They're really good <laughs> at titles, a big finish
1: <laughs> I just confused the hell out of me what the uh, So yeah, this is uh, The Cold War is over How come I always have the longest ones? <laughs> the Cold War is over The Millennium is fast approaching and Brigadier Winifred Bamber- Bambera Is the new head of unit but in this shadowy, unpredictable world of deadly threats and hidden enemies, Vambera and their new team, Sergeant Jean Paul Sovereign and Dr. Louise Rix. No, be Jean-Paul,
0: like Jean-Paul, Jean Paul, like Jean Paul, like Jean Luc, you know? It's French,
1: so. Fair, okay. Uh, uh, we'll need to prove their me- mental. Uh, ma- I don't know. Their mistakes. The <laughs> stakes are higher than ever. Okay, cool. Uh, this is the Brigadier that was introduced. I think the story is called Battle World. It's a Seventh Doctor story in season 26.
0: Yeah, I, I've I, got Sorry. literally no interest in this story, like even a little bit. Uh, it, it's the, Even the cover is just a bunch of army people looking serious. Um, I don't care about this. this. You know, Unit, I think, are probably the most boring Doctor Who you know agency uh torchwood are kind of grimy and scummy which makes yeah. them interesting whereas unit is just like we're the army
1: uh <laughs> yeah. torchwood is sexy you know yeah and unit is just like oh yeah this is, this is just my grandpa's organization <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah this, this character was introduced in <laughs> battlefield and i don't like that story so i don't feel that much attachment to the character of uh, yeah, it, it sounds fine. I'm sure a lot of people will be on board for this because it's the first time she's done a Big finished story in like a decade or something, but it's not my cup of tea.
0: Yeah, and uh, our next story, holy crap, this has me excited just looking at the cover. Uh, let me, I'm going to read the description and get even Who's, more excited.
1: Who is the guy on the far right?
0: I don't know, but the guy <laughs> on the far left is that one dude from the episode...
1: Nope. No, you're wrong. It's the dude's brother
2: oh
0: okay my mistake my mistake It's <laughs> his brother but he looks exactly the same and that's what's got me excited but uh doctor who classic doctor new monsters the stuff of nightmares four new adventures featuring classic doctors encountering monsters from the new series of doctor who so in this one uh you know i'm, I'm we've got four episodes the house that the hawks built by tim foley the tavolian who knew too much by robert valentine uh together in electric dreams by roy gill or eclectic eclectic a hard word to pronounce eclectic dreams and if i should die before i wake by john dorney from a story by jacqueline Rayner. uh so this is a third doctor fourth doctor sixth doctor and eighth doctor uh adventure with them encountering spooky monsters from modern doctor who it's such a cool concept it's such a great yeah. concept
1: it's it's the third doctor and sarah jane in a haunted house invited to dinner by the hawks of balhoun which is the brother of was it mox of
0: balhoun sure why not <laughs> uh i mean it's
1: the fourth doctor and leela in the timble phoebus i don't i don't, what I don't
0: remember what uh tavolian is uh, yeah. Um,
1: this is okay. This is like a third box set of classic Doctors, new monsters, and they are just kind of reaching the bottom. Of real the deep cuts now. Yeah. <laughs> and the Eighth Doctor and Charlie with, uh, Dream Crabs. Do you remember the Dream Crabs? I certainly don't. Not
0: a clue. Not a clue. <laughs> Not But it's cool. It's it's just cool to see, you know, the Third Doctor, Fourth Doctor, Sixth and Eighth in a, uh, cover together. You know, it's like it's a cool t- team up, and also. You know, it's it's even more Paul McGann, which I'm all for. I'm all yeah. for more.
1: Paul, Paul McGann with dream crabs. Maybe we were from the last Christmas episode? I'm sending you the links to the old ones, so you can have a look as well. Because so I think yeah. these ones have more interest in monsters and shit. So, like, the first one had Weeping Angels with a Fifth Doctor, but Jadoon with the Sixth Doctor... The Sycorax with the Seventh Doctor and the Sontarans, the new Sontarans with the Eighth Doctor. See, is...
0: this was their mistake: is they did all the big cool monsters in the first episode.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know. I
1: mean, the second one was the Vastra and Nirada. We know the uh, yeah, what I happened to the... my shadow monsters with yeah, the Fourth Doctor?
0: Of course, I remember the Vastra and Nirada. <laughs> uh, the
1: Raknoss with, with the Fifth Doctor. Um. um. I don't recognize the one no, the,
0: the 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 one with Paul McGann's is from Capaldi. That's a, a Capaldi monster. Uh I think I don't remember what they did. But I think it was a Capaldi monster. I don't recognize the green thing with the electric around it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying to read um yeah, I'm not sure but these ones had more interesting things, I think. Tell you what, one. I much prefer yeah.
0: this this style of cover as well. Yeah. I think it's a very cool. It's very, very like actiony-looking type of cover. Yeah.
1: Uh, um, big finished aren't very good with their covers. They're all just rather standard. I'll tell you what the new Eighth Doctor covers for the new Eighth Doctor, um, storyline looks pretty decent. You put the two covers together and it basically forms like a giant poster. That looks decent. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So, out of but, this list.
0: Yeah, it's very short. Very short uh, releases this month for July and Big Finish. I think, as much as we were kind of saying it's scraping the barrel, I think Stuff of Nightmares is the one I'm most interested in. It's kind of a lackluster month for Big Finish.
1: I think I'm more interested in Beyond War Games, which is the Second Doctor adventure story. Uh, it
0: just confused me. I wasn't on board for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you'll, I think you'll understand once you just read uh, the Season 6B. Reading? <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Yeah, basically, the idea is the two doctors brought back uh, Patrick Troughton as the second doctor, and they mentioned that, um Jamie understands what the Time Lords are, and it's like, oh yeah, you couldn't have understood what Time Lords are because you, in the second Doctor era, we never told you what the Time Lords are, so this must be after you met the Time Lords. And this kind of all oh, bullshit it basically raveled from like a plot hole. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I love people jumping through hoops to try and make sense of something <laughs> that just doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, doctor who's canon is non-existent. Yeah, and that's what fine. makes it
0: good. That's what makes it good. And, you know. Uh but yeah, very short month for big finish. Very short month.
1: Oh yeah, you know what else we do? Have The Dalek Invasion of Earth 2150 AD 4K. Oh, oh, oh. Try saying not 5 times fast.
0: And it looks pretty nice didn't it it looks hell i I really like the art i really so it
1: basically has all the special features of the last dalek box set but i'm getting this for sure i already have the new (sighs) one i just came out of the first one i haven't seen it yet because i'm not good i'm not in a hurry to watch that movie surprisingly again (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: because it's terrible uh I haven't bought the first one yet because I don't really want to go jump in fifty quid
1: to get. You <laughs> you can get, get the steel book for thirty quid. I know, but I want the one that
0: comes with the coin and all the collectible stuff if I'm going to get it because I already have the Blu-ray. So if I want, if I'm going to buy it again, I want to buy it with all the bells and whistles, you know. Uh,
1: you also, you also don't have a 4K player, do you?
0: No, I don't because I just, want, I don't even have a 4K TV. So I'm not buying a 4K player. Blu-ray is fine. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to dump fifty quid on it really too much it's cool that it exists i might get it when it's cheaper but i, I just want it I, I don't know i don't know I, I don't want to drop 100 quid on dvds i'm not going to watch you just better for some be careful
1: because it's limited edition
0: yeah that's
1: where really big get you
0: yeah with the 12 reviews it's got on amazon i think i'm going to be okay uh, well it's not out yet is it no for the, the the other one that is out
1: right okay
0: it has 12 reviews on amazon so i don't think it's going to run out anytime soon
1: and it's only got yeah. four out
0: of five stars.
1: Not surprising. That movie's not that great. But I imagine the restoration is brilliant because we what? did do that uh, screening the other day in London.
0: No, oh, apparently everybody was just very expensive at how much it cost to get some knack. That's that's what the reviews, the negative reviews. All the positive, all the reviews are like, it looks great. You know, it's really cool that they've remastered it. It's a fun film. But, oh my god, I paid £50 for, like, a magazine and a coin? Like, yeah. It tells you on the cover what you're getting. Did you do it for a surprise? Like, <laughs> it, I think it's quite nice. I think it's nice looking.
2: Yeah.
0: But, yeah, I don't want to spend 50 quid on it.
1: It's it's a nice little collector's item. I'm not going to buy the movie again because I already bought it like three times already. (laughs) On YouTube,
0: (laughs) (laughs) on Blu-ray, and now on uh, the collector's edition in 4K.
1: I might have even had the DVD at one point as a kid. Yeah, na- now now sure.
0: only now we just need to find it playing in theater and go see it in cinemas. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I I still want to see it in cinemas. But I'd like to point, see it in cinemas. But at this point, I'm not sure if it's going to come out in cinemas. Uh, it,
0: it won't. Even if it does, it's not coming to Aberdeen. Yeah. Is it?
1: <laughs> no, nothing ever comes out to Aberdeen. Yeah.
0: What's this next piece of news we've got? This seems like a lot of words. Yeah. So
1: this is Doctor Who: The Target Collection, 2022. If you don't know Target is famous for basically novelizing a bunch of classic Doctor Who stories, and we're still kind of keeping up the trend of you know, adapting new ones. Um, so next month, we have The Stones of Blood, which is a fourth Doctor story written by David Fisher. We have Androids of Tara, which is a fourth Doctor story, also written by David Fisher. We have the Fires of Pompeii, which is obviously a tenth Doctor story written by James Moran. And we have The Eaters of Light, for some reason, <laughs> You know, the one episode set in Aberdeen?
0: Set in Aberdeen. See, right. Okay, Eaters of Light gets crapped on because it's, like, the worst episode of Capaldi's last season. But Capaldi's last season is amazing. Uh, And the Eaters of Light is, like, a solid 6.5 out of 10. It's fine. uh, And it gets that extra half point for being set in Aberdeen. It would have been a whole point if it was modern day, but it's just a field. Uh,
1: Well this book has a chance of making that episode more interesting if you scroll down the cover looks great it does it's
0: it's 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 very stylized and cool uh as far as the ears of light like making the story more interesting it's a dumb story (laughs) it's it's so if you don't know the story for the ears of light is there's like this interdimensional dragon thing that's eating people
1: the writer was born in aberdeen that's interesting oh wow
0: rona monroe i wonder if they're related to blair we went to college with a man called blair monroe uh we'll have to also ask him. also from aberdeen we will have to ask him that could be could be get, get, get her on the show was born in aberdeen has written extensively for stage film radio and television her breakthrough play bold girls won the susan smith blackburn prize as the hold writer on of hold survival. on
1: she wrote
2: survival she,
0: she also wrote Ears of light Uh, she is the first and only writer of stories for both classic series of doctor who and the new series of doctor who so she wrote she wrote classic doctor who and new series of doctor who she's from aberdeen she wrote the eaters of light which is the only new who set in our we need to get her on the show we are
1: she also wrote the last episode of the classic series that's insane wow i
0: do wow. oh she probably still lives in aberdeen honestly you know i'm just saying we should go we're just gonna track this lady down and get her on the show and, you no. know i, I was just, just crafting on her episode, but the uh, best episode ever come on the show I And mean, you know I,
1: I was crafting on the episode as well i haven't seen it yet so yeah. i, like, I have s- to give it a
2: chance I,
0: i've <laughs> seen it like two three times uh, uh you know but we be cool to have aberdeen alum from <laughs> doctor who we've got to find this rona monroe
1: survival is a great fucking episode i think a lot of survival is actually based um actually comes back to modern doctor because it has a very suburban kind of feel survival is great we should do survival
0: yeah well rona monroe if you're listening and i know you are (laughs) uh send us an email uh who watches who and i genuinely would like to interview on the you on the show that'd be cool you know?
1: We should we should definitely contact Blair because if, if, if <laughs> Blair if have you had
0: a Blair, have you had like a grand this whole time who's been writing for Doctor Who and you just never said <laughs> like
1: yeah. It's possible, you know. Yeah, it is
0: also possible that Monroe is just a very common name for the Northeast.
1: No uh, no no. There's only one family who <laughs> has named Monroe. Uh, but yeah, that's what
0: what an interesting discovery we've just made. That's very cool.
1: Very cool indeed. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to get this book now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Should watch the episode as well and compare them. Yeah. Uh, in other news, Penguin are publishing a Doctor Who book, The Return of Robin Hood. The fourth Doctor, Tom Baker, returns to Sherwood Forest in this incredible new crossover of Doctor Who and The Legend of Robin Hood. Gold has come to the Greenwood. Robin Hood is disenchanted. Maid marion has disappeared, and the legend of the dr- of the Doctor has retreated into the shadows of Sherwood Forest. But the Doctor is back. Although this is his first visit, time travel does strange things to a story, <laughs> and the timing couldn't be better. A new Sheriff in Nottingham is in town, out to get the outlaws, and behind the scenes, the mythical Mother Madeline or Madeline has designed has, des- has designs on the realm that are not of this earth. With the kingdom in peril, it's time to return. Of the lion heart so obviously we've met robin hood quite a few times in doctor who most recently with peter capaldi where he gave him the finger (laughs) uh yeah so we've met we've we've met robin hood quite a few times in doctor who and it's gonna be interesting to have the doctor meeting robin hood again for the first time and being like hey but you're not real uh even though i'm pretty sure when capaldi met him he was like hey robin hood's not real and then again canon who cares (laughs) like
1: yeah Doctor Who is just... It, I don't think this is canon. This, it, it, a lot of this doesn't make any sense, but yeah. This goes back to like the books we were covering last year. Exactly a year ago, in June of last year, there was a Wizard of Oz book, now Camelot book, with the 10th Doctor, if you yeah. remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think this is part of the same range. Although the first one was published by BBC Books, this one's done by Penguin, so I guess we just shifted publisher. I'm not going to get this. I think there's another 10th Doctor story coming out. But
0: yeah, I'm not going to get it either. I have too many books I'm reading at the moment.
1: I also don't like Robin Hood apart from the Disney film.
0: I also am not a big fan of Robin Hood too much either. I'm not even that big into the Disney film. I think it's meh. You know, it's although it's, it's one of my favorite memes of recent times is... You know, uh, as Robin Hood steals from the rich and gives to the poor, and then the poor guy's like, oh my god, thank you, Robin Hood, I'm rich. And then Robin Hood's like, <laughs> you're what? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: Doctor Who and Robin Hood, uh weird, this time.
0: Yeah, weird that they keep crossing over. It's such a strange connection.
1: How many times have they actually crossed over? Because I'm sure it's S- just been once.
0: Th- no, because the, the, is Capaldi really the first time they ever met with Robin Hood? I don't know. <laughs> Feels like it can't be. Like, how did they go that long and not meet?
1: Um, all what's coming up is the robot of Sherwood.
0: Oh wow! Maybe Capaldi was the first time they met a Robin Hood.
1: I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure. Sh- there's audiobooks and yeah, prose and, and comics and. Um. There's a v- episode of Doctor Who where he went to Sherwood Forest. <clears> throat> okay. Throat> and a comic Jesus book as well. Jesus
0: Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And also, I'm sure would do. Only thing I remember about the episode is where we cut to a picture of Patrick Troughton as yeah. Robin Hood.
0: I remember that as well. And um,
1: like the best part of that episode.
0: It's a really bad episode. <laughs> I remember it being really bad. <laughs> I and also remember like, the episode... second episode or something.
1: Yeah, I also remember the episode got cut because at the time ISIS started making videos of beheading people and the episode just happens to have a moment oh where my god. somebody was beheaded oh my god, I completely forgot that was like a huge
0: controversy yes. at the time <laughs> Jesus
1: yeah, I totally forgot that happened so as, as oh, that's the only yeah. thing I remember about episode.
0: ISIS censored Doctor Who <laughs> uh, but
1: in but yeah, other, are, are, you want to read this one?
0: yeah, sure, uh, in other news penguins are, penguins, yeah a, a bunch of penguins wrote another book and they're, you know what?
1: I, P- Penguin should do a spin-off series about Frobeshear.
0: Yeah, they should. Uh, but Penguin are releasing another Doctor Who book called A Short History of Everyone, The Ultimate Guide to Monsters, Humans, and Time Lords. Uh, an incredible bind-up of three stunning Doctor Who guides with a brand new content from the 13th Doctor Who era. Uh, for over... 40 years the doctor has battled against well it's almost 60 years the doctor has battled against monsters and villains of the universe this book brings together the best and the worst of his enemies companions and fellow time lords why are the daleks so deadly what did sarah jane smith do after she left the doctor who exactly is the master and how did the doctor defeat every threat with a little help from some friends and a lot of luck whether you bring read it on the sofa, read it on or behind the sofa this book provides a wealth of information about the monsters and villains that have made doctor who the tremendous success it has been over the years and the galactic phenomenon that it is today sounds interesting sounds like a fun lore book uh but i'm not gonna get it
1: (laughs) it it sounds very basic lore stuff and also it's three books combined so this is basically
0: it's like a bunch of old books with a little new a new book added on the bottom. You know? Also,
1: we didn't bother changing the synopsis, because obviously it says for over 40 years. Yeah. We're almost 60 years now, buddy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it seems like a Doctor Who annual type thing, you know, where at the end of every era, they just release a new book whenever the Doctor regenerates. Uh,
1: Speaking of being behind a sofa, were you, did you ever watch Doctor Who behind a sofa? No. I, I don't think anyone ever did. No. Such the... a weird trope.
0: I, you know, I would get scared at episodes and maybe, like, try to hide away or look away when a jump yeah. scare happened or something. But I, I would never, like, physically move off the sofa to hide. Because it's, like sh- it's a TV show. I
1: understand, <laughs> like, hiding behind a blanket or a pillow or something yeah. like that. But getting yeah. up from your sofa and hiding behind it.
0: Yeah, no, never. It's such a
1: weird cliche, as only being attached to Doctor Who. I can't think of any other franchise that has the phrase... Uh, behind the sofa attached yeah. to it.
0: No idea. But strange. D- a bunch of books I'm not going to get but I'm, I'm glad they exist for if somebody is like if there's like a kid who's just yeah. getting into Doctor Who and wants to know more. Also well, awesome it is, it, Christmas It, it is gift.
1: weird to do a fourth Doctor children's book. You know everyone's favourite Tom Baker. Yeah. Everyone lo- every kid loves to read the right Tom Baker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's There's at least one kid that loves him. At least one. You yeah, know,
1: <laughs> name that kid
0: G- gr- Jeremiah,
1: Jeremiah, <laughs> Jeremiah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm a, a decent month for July,
0: yeah, it's very quiet, very quiet, uh, release schedule compared to, mainly in the big finish front. There's a lot of books coming out, which isn't usually the norm. Usually yeah. it's like uh, like one book and a heap of big finish, whereas now it's a little bit of big finish and quite a heap of books.
1: And of course, we have issue two of the future of Doctor, which I'm still not going to read because obviously it's not going to tie into anything on the show, and it's just yeah. going to be her on adventures. but it doesn't really matter. So yeah, I- yeah. I'd I'd be, I'd I'd maybe pick it up if this era of Doctor Who made her a more interesting character. But at the moment, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm a secret incarnation. Goodbye.
0: I like that they exist. They're cool that they exist, I guess. Yeah. You know.
1: But but. Twitter is weirdly attached to her, even though she's not really done anything.
0: Yeah, that sounds like Twitter. (laughs) That sounds exactly that. I'm not surprised by that. You know? Yeah. Uh but what are we doing
1: next month? I don't know. Do you what, know? What, I, let me let me find out. What are we doing? I, next I, month? I'm the person who put this put together the schedule. and I don't even know. <laughs> Where? What month are we in?
0: We're coming into July. So next week we have got Attack of the Cybermen, Part One, followed up by Part Two the week after that. This is apparently a sequel to Resurrection of the Daleks. Uh, which Doctor is this? Sixth Doctor. Yep. Yes. It's our first
1: visit first, with the sixth Doctor.
0: First visit with the sixth Doctor. I'm very and excited. It, it,
1: It's also a sequel to Tomb of the Cybermen. It's also a prequel to the 10th planet. There's a lot of Cyberman lore in this one.
0: (laughs) Interesting. Uh, And then after that, we will have Human Nature and Family of Blood to end out July with. So we're doing two two two-parters throughout July. Uh, Family of Blood is one of my favorite two-parters of all time. Absolutely amazing. Very excited to see what Attack of the Cybermen holds. July is going to be a very good month, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but besides that, we're done with the news, so you can stop listening if you want. we can chat for <laughs> I don't know, a few minutes just to wind down. So what have you been doing, Scott?
1: Um, what have I been doing? I went to London and it was okay. <laughs> yeah? Just I, a I saw a lot I saw a lot of Doctor Who plays and I was like, Oh my god, it's Doctor Who. I also got a Bok pin. Uh, yeah. Our our good old friend Bok and I also got this T shirt of a crispy master.
0: You did. It is a crispy. His eyes are a bit scary.
1: <laughs> um. But yeah. Otherwise, I've been I've been watching Stranger Things, which is bloody very good. It is
0: so much better than I was expecting it to be. You know, I was a bit down on it coming back. I was like, ah, I don't. I'm not that excited. And then I watched it in a weekend. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, it's it's very good season.
1: I was expecting to kind of watch it over the span of like a month, but I got addicted to it because it <laughs> is. <laughs> because the runtime kind of put me off 75 minutes an episode was a bit too much on paper but i think overall it worked out i don't think there was any like story arcs but overstayed its welcome i think it could have been longer because in the final episode mike and his friends weren't even in that episode
0: yeah yeah Uh, uh i i i loved it i i loved it and i'm looking forward to next week that they come that comes back
1: it's july 1st yes yeah
0: oh my goodness i'm gonna watch that right as i finish work
1: wonderful and it's it's gonna be four hours (laughs) yeah
0: yeah it is and i'm gonna watch it in one sitting probably hell yeah can't wait uh i've been doing a lot of reading recently um i have read i'm on my fourth book this month i have just been binging books i'm currently reading through stephen king's dark tower uh Mm. saga very very good so far Uh, First book was a bit mediocre, but the second book has took it and started running, and it's become extremely very good. How
1: how big are those books? Because I've read Stephen King books that are like (sighs) 1,000 pages.
0: The first one is about 250 pages. Oh, wow. The, The one I'm reading now, which is the second one, is about 530 pages. Uh, and then I think they're roughly about 500 pages till you get to the end and it's like a a thousand. (laughs)
1: That's not uh, too bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's Stephen King. He write he describes scenes very vividly. Often. I think he uses too much descriptions and he likes to use flashbacks in the middle of his descriptions and then he flashes back into those flashbacks. But, uh, I think he is a very, I do enjoy his writing. I think he's very good uh but i i don't i've I've been really watching you
1: also started watching halo i
0: did i did start watching halo and i you know i i'm a huge fan of halo i've played all the games i've read i've uh, you know quite a few of the books uh i know a lot about the lore it's this weird thing in my brain where i just i got really obsessed with halo for a while um and i've watched the first episode because paramount plus just came out here in the uk off the halo tv show And I I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was decent enough sci-fi. And I was having this conversation with my brother where I was like, you know, I had some of the stuff that happened spoiled for me. But I was like, if it makes sense for me in the show, in the show's universe and the show reasons well enough for these things to be happening, I'm okay with it. Because I've already played the games. I've already read the books. I can experience that as that medium the tv shows doing something different and as long as it justifies that that's fine you know i'm not one of those people that just want to clap and go i saw that before uh (laughs) you know because that that's always the worst part when it comes to any adaptation is if they change one thing and then you go "Uh, uh they changed that thing and it wasn't like how i saw it before and i want to see it again you know in a different place
1: and you know god forbid they cast a black person and everyone's like oh my god it's woke why did they change this and it's like it's still the same character it's just blocked now it doesn't, yeah. it, yeah, it, it doesn't make any
0: difference yeah it doesn't make any difference and also the he, guy that the he, guy that's playing keys is just an amazing actor uh just like <laughs> he's he's genuinely he's a really good actor
1: um would i would i understand this show without yeah. playing the games yeah yeah cool. it,
0: it's it's not hard to to, to grasp they do uh, they they brought it from an interesting perspective uh so to, to spoil a bit of off the backstory for you the world is basically governed by the unsc which are military fascists and they're basically in charge of humanity and they don't really show themselves as fascists they're like this is better for they're trying to do like the whole star trek thing you know where it's like well we're the good guys we're doing what's best for humanity and controlling the galaxy and there's these band of rebels that are trying to fight back and stuff like that and the spartan program actually gets created to crush those rebels uh, so Master Chief is not there to save humanity from the Covenant. He was there to destroy the hu- the human rebels that were daring to challenge the UNSC. It just so happens that the Covenant, which are the aliens, show up to attack the humans, and they're like, "Oh my God! Thank God we had these Spartans." Nobody ask us why. Uh, like <laughs> uh, so there's just this thinly layered grime all across the UNSC, but they they, they just they win. They just stay in charge of Earth because the Rebels cannot do anything because the Covenant are here. You know? And everybody supports the Spartans suddenly. It's, this, it's a really dystopian sci-fi world under the guise of this fun action. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, but we'll see if that keeps up because I hear the first episode is okay. I mean, everybody complains about the other eight or nine episodes, so...
0: Yeah, we'll see. I, I might complain as well, but I'm going to watch it to the end Uh and hate my way through it I might like it I'm pretty easy with shows
1: and also you said word rebels and I was thinking oh yeah Star Wars is a thing Obi-Wan Kenobi and also Miss yes. Marvel as well because yes. they are both released oh on the same day for some reason and
0: it's yeah it makes my Wednesdays it's like I just I can't watch all these shows and then like it goes to Friday and I'm like oh the boys is out on Friday I need to watch the boys
1: you know tomorrow is Wednesday and we've got all episodes of the Umbrella Academy I know, uh, I know no. you don't I know, <sighs> I know you don't watch that show but I watch that show so I'm gonna have to watch all that and it's the season final of Obi wan and it's never absolute of bloody Miss Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to be able to do it because I work eight hours tomorrow, so yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work out.
0: Uh, I work eight hours every day, loser. Um, but so with Obi wan I've been loving it. Some people have been really sour on Obi wan and I get why. In some aspects, some parts of it are a bit dumb or a bit you know cheesy or a bit cringe or whatever, but. I think it's a really fun show. I think it's really, really cool. Uh, Very much loving it. Miss Marvel. That's a show that likes to mess with me. That's a show I can't tell if I like it or not Uh, (laughs) because it's charming and it's cute and it's fun, but it's also kind of like teen drama cringe and I'm not really on board with the teen drama cringe and I feel like I'm like, whenever those happens, it feels like I'm watching like Riverdale or something and I'm like, this isn't a show for me. And then something fun and quirky happens. I go, oh no, I'm on board again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think I'm liking Miss Marvel more than Obi Wan. I, I don't I'm not a big fan of Star Wars in general, so a lot of it doesn't really hit with me. But Obi Wan is a good show. People complain because just because one of the characters is black. So yeah. It's like,
0: uh peop people also just complain because they like complaining. Uh you know, and one one thing that I liked is there were a lot of complaints against Reva and you know why darth vader didn't just kill her then it's the worst show he's so dumb they've really you know knew of darth vader and and then we got that big reveal at the end of the last episode spoilers for obi-wan just i just skip or stop listening you know we got that this big reveal at the end uh for obi-wan where oh no darth vader was playing Reva. you know he was just using her to get to obi-wan he knew the whole entire time that she was you know messing with him and in turn the audience he was messing with the audience as well but it it plays into the downside to weekly releases doesn't it Mm. because if you're building up for a twist like that and you have a frustrated audience you know being like how is she getting away with this how is she getting away with this and she's not getting away with it but you don't get that reveal to the second last episode people will be annoyed online whereas if you dumped them all at once people would get through it and they'd be like oh no that was a fun twist you know but i still think weekly releases are better <laughs>
1: so, i i think weekly releases are better as well because it provides conversation but also i think it's just a i think it's just a culture these days everybody's conditioned to watching this stuff all at once and it's like immediately they,
0: forming an opinion on something before it's done yeah yeah
1: they, they can't wait weekly anymore it's just a condition what netflix started yeah. I think it's, it's I think it's ridiculous just waiting for a fucking story to unfold. It's like walking out of an Avengers Endgame one hour in and being like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. This <laughs> yeah. this character would never do that. Huh? And it's explained yeah. five minutes later, about oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. People are dumb and they upset. Uh, to be fair, right, when has internet discourse about any TV show or movie ever been good? The internet is a cesspit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm enjoying Miss Marvel. It's it's a really sweet show. It's, yeah, it's exactly fine. what I wanted out of like a Spider-Man show. You know, it mm-hmm. has a good mixture of um his like her teenage life and also the superpower stuff.
0: For me, right now, it's like a six and a half out of ten. Uh, the superpower stuff, I I don't really care about. The yeah, teen, the teen drama stuff I also don't really care about. I just like the the the, the quirky way it's shot, and <laughs> the, the special effects. I like the vibe the show has. I'm not really invested in any of the characters, <laughs> but
1: yeah, I'm I'm just enjoying it. It's a good, it's good character stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, what, I I, again, I I like again, the. What? i like them i like the marvel tv shows and how inconsequential they are to everything Mm. you know they're they're just like little side comics where you're like oh this is a fun adventure
1: (laughs) a lot of people are complaining about this show because it changes the character of miss marvel finally the superpowers aren't the same as the comics
0: yeah so in the comics she has like stretchy like large hands yeah. Like, like her hands get big and she gets stretchy, whereas this one, it's, like, more cosmic, which I think fits yeah. better for matching Captain Marvel's powers. Uh, and also, it falls into the other trap of clapping and going, oh, I saw this before. Uh, you know, how dare they try to do something slightly different with a character to make it more interesting.
1: Uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, this isn't the same as the character from the comic books. Oh. But as far as I can tell, it's pretty much the same characteristics. You know, it's a super fan of comic as a super fan of like superheroes and she's a teenagers from teenager from Pakistan and that's all there. It's all the same storyline basically. Yeah. Uh,
0: Oh, I, w- in episode two, they actually talked a little bit about the history of Pakistan and it made me thinking, it made me think of that one episode of Dr. Who for Jodie's yes. run. That was really you good. Should, and, uh, you should
1: definitely rewatch Eddie. Punjab yeah. That episode is Jodie Whitaker's best episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, definitely will rewatch it at some point. But been a, been a pretty chill month when it comes to just watching stuff, just making my way through different T V shows each day. It's lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. But,
2: yeah, but shall
0: we wrap up, Scott?
1: Yes, because it's late.
0: It is indeed. So you can find us on Facebook at Who Watches Who, on YouTube at Who Watches Who, where the podcast is on video form. Uh On Twitter, I watch as doctor. The podcast is also available in audio form wherever you listen to podcasts. So you can listen to me. Well, listen to me. You can find me on Twitter at cloth223. Uh, You can listen to me on this podcast. Uh, If you have any questions or... You know opinions about something. Send us an email. At who watches who, and we will read it. Not send us an email. At who watches who pod at gmail.com. Don't just send it to who watches who. It won't go anywhere. Who watches who pod <laughs> at gmail.com. That's who you need to send the email to, and we will read it out on this our end of the news month. But it will be at the end of and July. And also,
1: also, Matthew will send you a picture of his face. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or I'll send you a photo of Scott's face without him knowing. One or the other. Um, <laughs> you awful no thanks. <laughs> uh, one one or the other will happen, but. Yeah. Do that. Do do that Greg. I know you're there. Uh but until then, we will see you next week with is it attack or return? Attack. Attack off the cyber mod. But, but it
1: was originally supposed to be return, I believe. So, ah, see, no. I knew that going in. <laughs> uh
0: but until then, we will see you next week. bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.